What's going on, everybody? Welcome to our new series, Top Rank Unboxed. My name is Ricky, and I'm joined at Top Rank HQ by my co-host, Jalen. Earlier today, we sat down with Nico Ali Walsh. Nico is an undefeated middleweight prospect with seven wins and five KOs. He's making his 2023 debut Friday, February 3rd in Glendale, Arizona. In our conversation, we discuss how Nico responds to criticism related to his name, his progress in his career so far, plus what he hopes to accomplish. Finally, we'll wrap up the show learning how Mike Tyson has had a profound effect on Nico's early career and a quick update on his fight camp. And with that, let's jump right in. So when did you know that your grandfather was actually that dude? I think I think it was when I was 12. He had a, a 70th birthday here in Vegas. And uh, all the people that like I would watch on TV or listen to their music, they were all there. So I was like, wow, they're all singing happy birthday to him. So I think it was it was then I was like, yeah. Who were some so, of those people? Snoop Dogg was there. Um oh, mainly man. the biggest the biggest one that I knew was uh you've seen the hangover movies, right? Yeah. yeah. Of course. You know Mr. Chow from the Hangover movies? Oh yeah. I was yeah, a little yeah. kid watching Mr. Chow. I was dying laughing at him and he was there wow. singing happy oh, birthday my to my God. grandfather. <laughs> so I was oh, like I was just like shook by that. So that's when I knew that I was like, hey, this guy, um, People know him. But yeah. Stevie Wonder was there. What? P. Diddy oh. was there. There were so many people. Samuel Jackson. Any any big name you can think of, they were they were there. So speaking about your grandfather, I'm like super curious what your description would be of his character. Like okay. if you had to describe his character in just a few words, how the would you describe first it? First word that came to mind was funny. Um funny, funny, kind. And just in in real, real. So a lot of a lot of time nowadays, I see people who are one way in front of the camera, one way in front of their family, and one way in front of like friends. He was the same with everyone. So I would say real, real, yeah. Do you feel like you take after that a little bit? I have no choice but to. Like that's unfortunately my personality. Sometimes I say things when I'm in public that I like shouldn't be saying. <laughs> Because I'm just, I'm the same person, you know, even, even if I'm alone, I'm the, the same guy. So I That's can't help fair. it. That's yeah. fair. Do you feel like you're the same with everyone? Yeah. All the time. Right? Yeah. I try to yeah. be. Yeah. I try it, to Sometimes be, yeah. you might have to, you know, uh, adjust a little bit depending on the room, but I try to, yeah, I agree with yeah, you. I try to be. I yeah. agree mm -hmm. with that too. I, it's interesting when I see other people put on a persona that's not really true to themselves. Yeah. It's like you that's, can tell, you know. That's the name of the fight game sometimes. Yeah, though. Like yeah. there's a that's, lot of guys. That's a good point. There's that a lot of guys you see on TV that's like, uh, you know, he looks like this, he looks like that. But when you meet him, it's like, oh, you're not really like that. So there's plenty that's like true. that. That's true. And some people are more introverted. Yeah. So that's fair. I do feel like I'm an introvert though. But yeah. I'm like an mm. extroverted introvert. That's hard to tell, man, because you're like, when you're out there, it's just like you take pictures of everybody. Yeah, I know. I like, that, well, because I, I can't, I can't. So I don't know if you guys know about the story, but. Uh, my grandfather looked up to Sugar Ray Robinson yep. mm. and he asked Sugar Ray Robinson for a photo and he said no or an autograph and he said no I'm sorry not a photo back in those days <laughs> yeah. but he asked him for an autograph and he said no and went and he looked up to him that was his hero so he said when I get big I'm not ever going to say no so he never said no even when he was you know old he still was taking autographs and pictures with everyone so i'm that guy never say no having the, the ali name is, is a big deal but you know obviously people are out there and i know you say you don't read comments and stuff but 
people always have an opinion, right? Yes. They're all like, I read the fun ones. You read the fun ones. But there are plenty of people out there that say you're just clout chasing off of the Ali name. Yes. How do you feel about that when they say that? I didn't know that I didn't know that was a thing. Uh when I got when I got into boxing, I assumed that people had the same respect for my grandfather that I did. And so with that in mind, there's no way if you have respect for my grandfather that you would think his grandson's getting into boxing for clout. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So like me, for example, I absolutely adore Mike Tyson. I've loved Mike Tyson for years. If his grandson, if I was, if I, 30 years from now, 20 years from now, if his grandsons got into boxing, I would never question his intentions of like, is he getting into boxing for the money or for the fame? I would never do that because I have too much respect for Mike. So I think anyone who's hating on me, they there's definitely some little hate towards my grandfather because you can't respect someone's that's a that's you fair. can't respect someone and then disrespect their family right you can't right. i totally agree yeah that's um, a good point yeah that's a very good Never point thought of it like nah, that. It, it, listen like that that's true yeah. um you know and you hear it and like how do you deal with it do you just like tone tone it out and like you're just like you just ignore it like what how do you deal when you see some of those comments because it's inevitable sometimes we're human mm-hmm. it is yeah. you hear I, the chatter <sighs> I like I like the funny ones if they get if they get creative and they're funny. Define funny. Which ones yeah, are the funny? Yeah. <laughs> I've, showed, I've showed you guys some comments that were pretty good. Um, nothing that we could say on camera. <laughs> but if if they're we creative, if they're funny, then I I like I'll screenshot the good ones uh-huh. and I'll save them. Yeah. But for like the bad ones that like. Someone that says like, "Oh, Nico's just clout chasing." That's not even funny. Mm, yeah, yeah. You gotta, you know, you gotta work harder. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it's I, I don't even pay attention to those. Yeah, but uh, have you noticed though, as your fights begin to progress, that like you're starting to get a more positive sentiment like from people? Oh, people yeah. are like really impressed with your improvement. From, yeah, from your pro debut to now, like there's there's a huge difference. Yeah, no. Game. So the pro debut, I I remember. A lot of people were like, who is this guy? Why that this and that? But now it's it's completely different. Um it what I thought of myself never changed. I was just like, wow, people are actually starting to, you know, open their eyes. It's, you know, about time. But uh I would I would if if it was me and I was a fan of boxing, I would never be on the side of the doubters. Because the doubters end up looking stupid when when the person they're doubting exceeds all expectations. Yeah. Never be a doubter because yeah. mm. you'll end up looking stupid. I'd rather believe in someone too much and then be let down than be that guy who never believed in them at all. Mm. So positive. Would Nico. you agree? I'm trying. Would you be like that? I don't know if you'd be I, like that. Uh, it's hard. It's hard That's sometimes. That's so interesting. I feel like I'm a little bit of a pessimist, so I don't know if I could think of it like that no i would say you're very self-aware i'm I'm trying to think here like if if we look at someone like let's look at back in the day let's look at like mike tyson versus buster douglas Mm -hmm. okay just to keep it in like a boxing sense i would have never been that person who said buster what are you doing you're stupid for even fighting him this and that i would never be that person because then that person would have looked like a fool because buster yeah beat mike tyson Mm -hmm. yes I would never be that person. So I would have rather said, Buster, 
you're gonna you've got a chance to win. You've got this being positive, and then if he lost, being let down for being too positive. I'd rather be that guy. I remember when we did your uh, your TikTok of being a full-time student and a, and a full-time fighter. There oh, was, I remember You that. had so many naysayers in there saying you couldn't do both. You couldn't do really? both. Really? Plenty. Dang. So what, are you, what is your message to those naysayers now? You have a college degree and you are a full-time fighter. I just, I mean, like I said before, never be a, a, a naysayer like that because now you you look stupid because I, I, I did it and I'm, I'm done with it. So don't be a naysayer. But if you don't believe in someone, keep it to yourself. I need to keep my mouth shut with some of these predictions I have. <laughs> no, I, I mean, it, it's good. It's like, good to have predictions. I'm so vocal. It's good. It's, it's good to have predictions. It's just, just like with Rick, you know, and my yeah, dad. Yeah, I mean, you could, you could be wrong. You yeah. cannot, you can doubt something. But just don't be rude. But right? yeah, they're, these guys are like over the top. They use words like never mm. or always. Like they're Good so point. strong about yeah. it. There's, and, the, and then when they're wrong, I'm like, what happened to never and always? You're in a really good place in your pro career right now and you're just steadily climbing, um, you know. Did you ever feel though, like when you're getting into this, like you were pushed into fighting, or was it was it your choice? That it's something that you really wanted to do? Yeah, it was. I was actually pushed to not fight mm -hmm. um, when I first wanted to box because my parents, my mom mainly, didn't want me to um, get hit. Basically, so she did not want me boxing. She didn't stop me from boxing, but she made it clear that she didn't want me to. But I fell in love with boxing quickly. And I'm the type of guy that if I start something, I, I'll finish it. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's been, you know, history ever since. What would you say your overall goal is? Like, you know, you're, you, you know, you've had a few fights now and you're, and you're steadily climbing, like I said. But obviously you want to be a world champ, right? Yes. No, I, I say that's, I say that is the end goal to be, to be world champion. Um, I'm working too hard right now. And I've been since I turned pro uh, to like limit it to. A certain number of fights or something so the sky's the limit but my ultimate goal is to be world champion of course of course yeah do you kind of want to cement yourself like as an icon in boxing and beyond boxing like a cultural icon yeah no so i love boxing um and boxing is my life right now uh but i don't want to be like if we got to get deep about it, I don't want to be remembered for boxing. Mm. You know, I don't. Oh, that's I, interesting. Yeah, I want to be. Okay. Um, I feel like when when people talk about my grandfather, everyone talks about yeah. my grandfather. Uh, the first thing I don't think of is boxing. I think of like my grandfather. That's the kind of legacy I want to leave behind is a bigger than boxing kind of that's, legacy. That's actually such a good point because yeah. I feel like a lot of times will reduce fighters to just the fact that they're fighters. Yeah. But that's just not the totality of them, right? Yeah, so yeah. that's a great point cuz you're it, your own you're your own person, you Yeah, know? and it sucks because some some fighters, not not just fighters, but some people don't have the the mindset to be bigger than what they're doing. Mm, some people yeah. just want to focus on one thing and that's great, but I don't I don't want to be remembered for just boxing. That would be that would be a loss uh in my eyes. Wow. So what other ventures are you interested in? Mm, I'm just, when I'm thinking of like what I want to leave behind, I'm thinking boxing. I'm thinking mainly life, like the kind of person I am, the way I treat people. Um, 
that would be awesome to leave a similar legacy to my to my grandfather's behind in life. Forget about boxing, just in life that would be pretty awesome. When you were in Tulsa and you were you dropped dude uh and then you busted out the shuffle, the famous oh, yeah. shuffle. Uh what was in your head when uh what were you thinking like when you said I'm just going to do the shuffle and I'm just going to knock him out? Did you imagine um, it? No. Not at all. Like in looking back at the shuffle, I was like, oh man, I wish I would have practiced it. In my mind, it wasn't smooth, as smooth as I'd liked it to be. But uh yeah, he would he was talking trash. And I feel like I feel like I bring I bring out the best in everybody I fight. Like every single person I fought from the first person I fought, I've watched their film. They looked like let's say, let's just Numbers-wise, let's say they looked a 7 out of 10. Yeah. 7 out of 10. Mm -hmm. And then when I fight them, they turn into a 9 somehow. So I bring out the best in these guys. And uh, he was he was just talking just <laughs> crazy. He was just talking trash. And uh, that made it fun. That made it entertaining. And uh, I just did a little bit of showboating before you yeah. know, the fight ended. And then your your last fight uh, over at uh, in New York... Yes. Uh, you were getting the Ali chance. Yes. In New York. In New York. In you MSG, get chills? Yes. I didn't get chills, but I'm sure my mom did. Yeah. I, I mean, looking back at it, I'm like, that's that's pretty awesome, but it's so surreal in the moment. I can't, I don't so think about, yeah, 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 I don't yeah. think about any of that, yeah. but him too, he was talking crazy in the ring. <laughs> he was talking crazy. I'm getting to that. Yeah. It's like, I bring out, I bring out a different like animal in these guys. They just... <laughs> It's it's what crazy. He, he showed he he showed a lot of respect for you in the fight because I was working your fight ringside. Yes, and I heard him vividly say, "It's an honor to fight you, bro." Yeah, I know. What were you it thinking was, when he said that? This is crazy because some people are like, "Why would he? Why would he say that in the ring?" And I'm like, "Guys, it's happened before. It's pretty." What? The when? Uh, Caleb Plant and Canelo. Oh, Caleb oh yeah, 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 yeah. But fight that was, was different, stuff. though. Yeah. I know. Caleb was like, you, you know, know, funny. He was like, yo, I'm actually really good at fighting, right? Yeah, but it's like, it's still like, it. this stuff happens. This was this funny, is too. the first time, but. That's uh, true. This yeah, happens. It does I would happen. never do it. Yeah. If I was fighting, if I was fighting um, Joe Lewis's grandson, I would never say that in a fight. Yeah. But yeah, that was very, very interesting. Very interesting. I don't think I would do that. Would you do that, Ricky? No, because <laughs> that, that, I feel like you look mentally weak. No, it, and I was like, a too much I, 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 at I that agree. point, yes. I believe he was he was beaten. Um, I don't know what round that was, but he was already he was already mentally beaten at that point. And when he was saying that, he was just bloodied and you know he was a mess. But uh, yeah, I, I heard it lot. He said it right in front of me. I'm like, this dude did not just say that. Yeah, you I, was, I was saying that too. I was like, <laughs> I just shook my head and laughed, like almost like shut up, like stop, stop <laughs> like you're embarrassing yourself. Yeah. Please don't. Wait, when can you tell when a fighter is mentally when they're just defeated? Like for him specifically, when could you tell? Hmm. Yeah, he's he's done. I don't. I think I think it was for him. It was. It, it's. I hate to sound like super like cliche, but it's it's an eye thing. Mm. It's a no, look it in is. their eye. Yeah. Um. In the first round, I, I hit him with a hook and he backed up and he was just kind of like blinking a certain way. Oh, and it was almost like, it was almost like, um, like, oh, like I'm, like I'm shocked. Some of, some of my opponents come up to me after the fights, most of my opponents actually. And, and they say, I wasn't expecting you to, to be that good. And, and I'm just like, 
why 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 would you um never underestimate a fighter hey. oh yeah never underestimate like a fighter but like the guy that um the first round knockout here in vegas after the fight the dude was like oh i just i completely looked past you i didn't i didn't think you were going to be any good at all and i'm like why did you do that it's just mistake. it's just dumb if, if i'm fighting a dude on the street i'm gonna treat him like he's mike tyson Speaking of Mike Tyson, you were actually able to visit him last year and he took you to his pigeon coop. What was that like? People don't know how close we are to Mike. Um, he's He's been there from the very start. Like when people say day ones, he's legitimately been a day one. When I think it was for my third amateur fight, they called my mom and was like, hey, Mike heard Nico's fighting. I don't know how. And he wants to go, and so he was there in at my third at my third amateur fight when nobody cared that I was fighting. Like, and we've got a little video of it. The crowd was empty, and it was just him and my family, really. So he's awesome. Um, so when he when when I went to his house and got to see the coop, um, it was awesome. And uh, I was I actually didn't like pigeons. Like I had a little bit of a fear of pigeons. Um, but I have a newfound respect for for those like for those things. I, they're Why? just because he made them seem like they were. I don't know. They 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 weren't they weren't they were cool. They were cool. Um, I before I didn't like them, but I just yeah I respect the pigeon game now. And he was handling them crazy. Yeah, oh, I they, bet. Just, I they bet. listened to him. God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mike there was a, other stuff that you guys that wasn't in the video. The the coop was huge. It was a house. It was basically a house for birds. I mean, I feel like I would respect Mike's pigeons too. So that's fair. That's, yeah, no, that's, that's really special. That's awesome. That's cool that he's like literally part awesome. of your family. You know? Yeah. That's no, awesome. he's he's yeah. No, we've we've grown closer over the years. Um, yeah, because he's just you know I was there before he fought uh, Roy Jones. I went to go see him train, which was oh, crazy because wow. I'd never seen him train before. Um, and yeah, Mike was in shape for that too. He sure he was. was in crazy shape. He sure was. But yeah, no, I just I love him and his wife Kiki. I I love them so much and just his family. I have res I have so much respect for him. So much. Do you enjoy fight camps or is it kind of just like a necessary evil? When it gets to fights, those are fun. Um, but camp is just, it's its terrible. It's not yeah. fun at all. Yeah. But do you like the schedule of it? Like knowing what you're going to be doing every single day? That's, that is what's terrible about it. Oh. You really don't know what you're doing. Like, uh, so things can change depending on who's like in the top ranked gym or um, who's not. So like my normal schedule is like we wake up at like four or four fifteen, and then we do a run and then we'll finish up at like five thirty, and then we'll either do an ice bath. Like uh coach K will have us jump in the pool cause it's freezing outside. So that'll be our ice bath. And then after that, we wait till like one, we do a pool workout at one, finish at three. And then we go back to the gym at seven and do boxing. Okay. That's interesting. So wait, you mentioned training with coach K you also train with flick yes 
And yes. I know in your amateur career, I don't know if this is right, but you trained with Abel Sanchez. Yes. Yes. Um, so I, I don't even know if it was my amateur career. It was during COVID. Um, it was before I was pro. So I went, I went up into Big Bear with Abel Sanchez and I was there for a few months during COVID and it was just totally on lockdown. Like there was no people. We were basically snowed in so you couldn't go anywhere. And it was just that that was bad. Every every day at every day, I believe it was seven was like a four to five mile run literally every day except Sunday. And uh, yeah, it was just that was rough. But that got me prepared for getting ready to turn pro. Speaking more about the coaching thing, because I'm curious about something. Okay. I want to know the common denominator between Coach K, Flick, and Abel. Because I feel like they're all individually great coaches, right? Yeah. So what would you say is a similarity that they all have in terms of their teaching Don't style? Don't forget Sugar Hill. Oh, and Sugar Hill. Oh, I How love could Shug. I forget Sugar? But yes. Sugar's my family. Um, the common denominator. That's an awesome question. That was That's a good question. Thank you. I'm always okay. curious about coaching. Yeah. Okay, let me think here. Ooh, I've got it. Dedication. Dedication. You've got to be dedicated to the fighter. So like Coach K, for example, Flick, when I'm getting up at four in the morning, I was expecting when when he told me four, I would be like, okay, I'm going to get up on my own and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. But no, he's up at four with me. Um, he's up at one for the second workout. He's there obviously at seven for the third workout and every single day on repeat. So yeah, dedication. And that's how, you know, that's how Suge was. That's how Flick is. That's how Abel was. And uh, yeah, they're just dedicated. That's what makes them great. Did I like ever, that question though. Thanks. Did you ever have experiences with bad coaches? You don't have to say names, but like. I did. And what made them bad coaches? It was literally the opposite. They wouldn't show up. Wow. They wouldn't well, show up. Well, that'll do it. Yeah. It, Are you serious? It, they just, they, they wouldn't show up. Um, like I I would show up to the gym and they, they wouldn't be there. They got stuck here, stuck there, but it happened several, several times. So yeah, that's a recipe for disaster. Yeah. Know that feeling. I had had a bad sparring session once in Miami, uh, in Hialeah and my coach left, he, he yelled at me. And then just stormed the gym and just left me there with all my gear still on. Yeah, right at right when it was over, and it was really embarrassing. Was he upset at the sparring? He was upset how because I didn't look good, and everyone has those days. You don't look your best. That's terrible. Someone someone like that will never be successful. No, that's not a real coach too. All right. Well, that just about wraps up our very very first unboxed episode with Nico Ali Walsh. Nico, thank you so much for giving us your time. Thank you. That was such a great conversation. And don't forget Friday, February 3rd on ESPN Plus, my man Nico Ali Walsh is back in the ring against Eduardo Ayala in Glendale, Arizona. And thank you for saying Friday because I thought it was Saturday, but it's a Friday (laughs) fight. Friday.